Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for being here on this episode of Rise Up number 137 already. 137 episodes in. I want to thank you all very, very, very much. This is now coined a Godcast, not a podcast. Big shout out to the LFA family for that one. So joyful. So incredibly joyful. Filled with the Holy Spirit am I today. Thank you all for being here on LFA TV. Rise Up is now, I'd say, what is it, Eli? This The third, third most popular show on the network? Third most popular show on the network. And we're only 137 episodes in. Just incredible. All glory to God. Great newsletter. Humility leads to joy and salvation. Jeremy, you, my brother, are so anointed by the Holy Spirit. I feel it in my soul when you speak. LFA will go very far because of you. I agree with everything except for the last statement. LFA will go very far because of God. We're all just in this together. We're all just meat puppets, but I get what you're saying. Thank you very much. Um, Godcast, amen. Let's make it number one. That's what I'm saying. This is by far the most important show on, on the network. By far. I'm crying like a baby with joy, says Sue. That song will do that to you. That song will do it to you. That song is Who You Say I Am by Hillsong Worship. Let me ask you a question. How many of you people sing that in your church? We sing it in our church. I'm curious to know how many of you sing that song in your church. It's a very popular song. Oh, wretched man says, tears of love, closeness with the Father. I agree, hon. I agree. Karen Mel says, this lifts me up for the day. And I want to give a big shout out to Lester. This is Lester's third day with the LFA family here on Rise Up. So, Lester, we just want to say thank you for sticking it out. Jesus is amazing. In God's hands is also sticking it out. We've got new people that came to the network just because of Rise Up. That's the importance of this show. Folks, check this out. It's 9.09, and we have 800 people watching on Rumble alone. So if you are watching us here on Rumble slash LFA TV, do me a favor. Tell your friends and family about it. A lot of people do not know about this network yet, and their mind will be blown the minute they expose one day of our hosts to their lives. If they could just introduce one day of our hosts into their lives, they'll never watch another news station ever again. It's truly an incredible, incredible group of people, but moreover, it's an incredible um, honor to have God here with us while we do every show. Amazing. Patriot says, you came to the right place, Lester. Yes, you did. Yes, he did. Robbie, it's hard to block out the devil's voice that tells us everyone hates us. Yes, it is. It is. Once you start learning how to lean on your Holy Spirit, once you start learning how to involve Jesus in literally everything that you do, so much of that stuff that was so hard Becomes so easy, doesn't it? Mag Americans, right? Everybody, make sure you follow Mag Americans on Rumble. He's got a uh, he's got a great page as well. Morning, Jeremy. I'm now one year 
young. That's amazing. I know what you mean by that. Bad Moon says, I love being hated. Me too if they're hating me because of Christ. Me too if they're hating me because of Christ. I've told, I titled the shows, uh, the show today, Humility Leads to Joy and Salvation. Because it truly does. It truly does. And if you scroll down and read the description, I said being humble is required for any kind of relationship with Jesus. Our flesh is proud and wants the credit for accomplishments that we achieve. Lucifer wanted all the glory, but as Christians, we give all glory to God. Satan hates when we do that. Because it's denying the flesh the pleasures that please him. Today we will talk about becoming humble in all things. And then I went on to say, please join me in helping me share the gospel, not gossip. The devil cannot beat you because the devil cannot beat God because God cannot lose. You can't beat God, so you might as well join him. Atheists, agnostics, you can't beat God. So you might as well join him. You can't create anything, let alone everlasting life. God can do that. I'm Sullivan One is watching here on this Friday morning. And she said, I'm sitting outside enjoying all of God's creatures. Isn't it great? Isn't it great to just close your eyes and listen to the world around you? God's voice. June Wilbur, are we going to have a Sunday movie? Yes, you are. I'm not camping this week, so yes, you are. Osborne said, Jeremy, check this out. I'm so thankful all of you prayed for me and my job. I am just at my 90-day mark and have performed and have overperformed, they tell me. So see that? See that? See that? It's all in God's hands, honey. It's all in God's hands. Folks, we're going to be raising some money today on the 11 o'clock show for some people who are in dire need. In dire need. Last night, my daughter and I answered emails. And there were some people that needed money so badly they don't even have food in their home. And I have been so busy that I have neglected the emails for quite some time. We get to them when we can. That's all I can ever say. Uh, but I feel bad because there were so many people asking for help that I, just, that, I, that I missed. And hopefully someday we can figure out a system in which we can get all those emails and none of them go unnoticed. Because nothing makes me more sad than people that are asking, begging, requesting help, and we don't even see it. So if you can find it in your heart today to donate any money to the Slurp Fund, we're going to be using it up quite a bit on the 11 o'clock hour today. And hopefully we will surpass $50,000 already this year for helping our fellow family, brothers and sisters in Christ who need us. I said to my daughter last night, she was As she's answering emails, and I was doing some other stuff. By the way, if you got any emails last night, they were from my beautiful, wonderful daughter, Shaylin. Kristen, thank you so much. How are the boys? Boys doing okay? Tell them I love them. 
My daughter was answering emails last night. CQ, thank you so much. I love you. And she says, Dad, this person needs help. What do I say? I said, tell them we'll help them. She said, Dad, this person also needs help. What do I say? I said, tell them we'll help them. She then said, Dad, this person also needs help. What am I supposed to say? I said, tell them we'll help them. And she said, are, we gonna, are you going to be able to help that many people? Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Halloween. God bless you. Are you going to help? She goes, are you going to be able to help that many people financially? I said, I don't know. God will make a way. God will provide. Thank you, Majorva. I said, God will provide. All I know is this is what we're, we do, right, Shay? And Shay said, yes, this is what we do. I said, exactly. We're going to help as many people out as we can. But God was able to feed thousands with just a few provisions. So we're going to, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the beginning of the 11 o'clock hour. But if you, uh, if you find it in your heart to donate now or then, you're more than welcome. It all goes to the Slurp Fund today. And I love what W. Wilson just says. You can't outgive God. <laughs> oh, Rosebud, Karen Mel, thank you both so much. I'm telling you what, wait till you hear where this money goes today and you'll be glad you, that you donated, okay? In Jesus' name, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're 16 minutes past the hour. And you know it's Friday, so you know I got a lot of videos to show you, right? I'm Sullivan says I will donate on the website. We'll keep an eye out for it. I'm Sullivan. God bless you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we all go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, how great is your way? How great is your guidance? How great is your mercy and love when we don't deserve it? And Lord, because we don't deserve it, we must be humble. Jesus was humble in everything he did from the minute he was born to the minute he died. Jesus humbled himself so much, he did not even use his godly powers unless you willed him to do it, and it was always for somebody else, not for himself. Everything Jesus did was for somebody else, not for himself. What an example. What an example that he set for all of us. And Lord, as I sit here humbling myself, knowing that those who are praying with me are also humbling themselves, we know that we could never, ever do it as much as Jesus did it. Because we are in the flesh, but we thank you for giving us a way. And we thank you for giving us an example. Lord, today we ask that all those out there who are too proud, who are giving themselves glory for things that they are achieving, that you touch their hearts today and let them know to give you all that glory, Lord, because nothing is achieved without your hand in our lives. The work is already done. And for that, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name and thank you. Amen. I want to go right to the verse of the day today because I want to explain to you why praying just now kind of teared me up a little bit. It's because of who I used to be. 
Not who I am now, but who I used to be and how I got here. Verses of the day today are going to come from Philippians 2, 5 through 11. So I, and I want to thank all you donors. Thank you, Diane and Pat. Thank you all so much. So many came in. I couldn't do it all in real time, but I thank you all for helping. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God. I think that's a very important part to know. Who being in the form of God, meaning God can do anything. Did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. God bless you, Patriot Johnson. We'll see you later. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Stretch. Thank you for that. Growing up, I was poor and picked on and bullied and abused. However, when I left my mom to go live with my dad, well, ultimately my grandmother in Illinois, I was able to reinvent myself since I was the new kid that nobody knew. I became very active in sports and developed this alter ego that didn't take any nonsense from anyone. I had to become selfish, rude, and tough in order to not fall into the same stigma surrounding me previously so that I was never picked on or laughed at ever again. In doing so, I became super conceited because everything that I did, I was good at. Didn't matter which sport I played, I was good at it. Didn't matter which thing, anything that I did, I was good at it. I was blessed by God, didn't know it at that time. But I was good at everything that I tried to do, pretty much. So I got very conceited. I became the center of attention and had a lot of friends for the first time in my life. I even received the title of class clown in the yearbook and was determined to become famous so that I could rub it into everyone's face 
whoever doubted me even more. And that led me to an to intimate years with the devil by my side, and I loved every bit of it. And that's why I say I'm that I'm hunting him now. I've got a personal grudge against him. Because for years he was by my side holding my hand, Satan, and I loved it. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Ivana, sir. Or so I thought anyway. Long story short, I never felt happy, joyful, or fulfilled through all those years. And the first time that I did feel all those things coursing through my veins, it was because I dropped the tough guy act and became fully transparent in the eyes and the power of the Lord. I looked at myself in the mirror of the Ten Commandments for the first time, and I saw what God was showing me, and I never knew it. I never knew that kind of feeling existed. I was used to taking what I wanted, not receiving what I was being given. Think about that. I was used to taking what I wanted and not receiving what I was being given for absolute free. Freedom. The only way that that was possible, getting that feeling for the first time, was by humbling myself. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us the way, the truth, and the life. In your holy name, amen. Thank you, In God's Hands, for donating to the Slurp Fund. Thank you, N. Fristit. Thank you so much. So you see, there was a huge shift there in my life. And that huge shift took place when I stopped being Luciferian. Jeremy, you were a Satanist? No. I mean, kind of. Not religion-wise. I was Luciferian. I put myself above God. I was responsible for all of my achievements. I was responsible for all of my skills to be good at everything that I tried to do. I was the one who was responsible for every material thing that I had and every relationship that I had. That's my thought process at that time. Not knowing that every good thing that, is, that you have is given to you by God. Even your breath in your lungs itself. I was like, uh, remember Forrest Gump? Not to mention a Tom Pank, uh, Hanks pedophile movie. But remember Lieutenant Dan when he was up on that ship and there was a storm and he had no legs? And he was like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? Come on! And he's shaking his fist at God. That was me. That was me. How many of you can say that was you at one point in your life? How many of you? Eagle Fight says, Jeremy, did you ever get taught about God as a child? I did. I did. My mom actually taught us that there was a God. See, look at all those people said that was me. That was me. Uh, my mom taught us that there was a God. She even brought us to like, um, 
Sunday school sometimes. Like we'd been, we went to Sunday school when we were really, really little before my mom got, you know, attacked by the devil and hooked on drugs and became an addict and everything else. TJ says, Jeremy helps me more than he knows. All glory to God, my friend. I'm just a conduit. Dr. Sauce Norton in the building. How you doing, man? Ruth said that was me. FL Girl says we all have a past. That for sure. Grammy Love, Jeremy, it blows me away how you've changed and grown since the backyard days. It blows my mind at the growth. Mine too. Mine too. Jeremy, how's your sister doing? Not well. Not well. She just will not give her life over to God. Salty Debbie, Jeremy, I love your honesty and dedication to fighting for souls and our country. You would make an awesome president someday. Guess you never know, right? Sass64 says, my mom and I went to church together. I imagine that's a big deal. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Katie says, everyone has strayed. If you don't become a lost sheep, how can he find you? Amen. Amen. Let's go to one minute prayer for dads because I have a lot of videos to show you today and I do not want to run short on time. This show is not long enough. I think we need to start the show an hour earlier and have an eight to 10 show. Oh, my land to Eli's like, are you kidding me? More shows. Being humble brings you what? Joy and salvation. That's the name of today's show. So I'm going to read to you a little salvation from Acts 16.31. Acts 16.31. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Thank you, Shivi. Thank you. You and your household. Funny, we talked about this verse about two weeks ago, and it wasn't from this book. This is page 159, Dr. Sauce Norton, page 159, the day of salvation. In several places in the Bible, we see God saving entire households, not just individuals. Believe that God wants all the members of your family to come to know him. Teach your children the necessity of having their own relationship with Christ. Pray for them and with them. Folks, you have to teach your children how to pray. You have to teach your children how to pray. You have to pray with them and guide them. Show them better than you can tell them. Something that I need to do more. Pray more with my kids. Look, I'm working on praying more myself, but really I need to make sure that I involve my kids. As long as I'm at home and I'm praying, bring them in. Bring them in. Father, as I read my Bible, I notice how often your intention is to save not just individuals, but also households. As for me and my house... By the way, happy birthday, defund... Defund the liberal's birthday today. We'll sing for him just a second. Noah's entire family was saved from destruction. In the Passover, the blood of the lamb was sufficient for the entire family to be spared. Rahab was not saved alone through her obedience, but also her family. In the book of Acts, several households are reported as saved. 
Lord, for my own family, I believe and claim household salvation. I trust you for the salvation of each family member as they trust in Christ. I pray not only for my present family, but for my future descendants. May our family be a part of ongoing legacy of believers in Christ who dedicate their lives to you. Amen. God used to bless descendants for hundreds of years for what one person did in the name of Christ. He also did the cursing of those who slapped Christ in the face and their descendants. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, defund the liberals. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, man. So I got some videos to show you today. Of course I do. You know me. I got always got videos to show. This one here has nothing to do with anything but love for Christ. And I saw this yesterday and it blew my mind. And I wanted you to see it today. Let's pop this up on the screen and play it. Sometimes I To my knees and pray Come Jesus, come Let today be the day Sometimes I feel Like I'm gone away But I'm McWhorter, ladies and gentlemen, that was a uh, great, great live rendition of that song. Um, poof. Wow. What is it about worship music? Fine. I know what it's about. I, I know what what is amazing about it, but I'm asking you, what is it about worship music that is just so incredibly touching and it's its own genre? It really is its own genre, ladies and gentlemen. Let's pull up the rumble chat here. Let's see what you guys think. What is it about worship music? Miss Mocha Powered says, I cannot go a rise up morning without being in tears. Me neither. Me neither. Melanie Collier, God bless Melanie. I know I got to talk to Melanie more than I do. I'm just so incredibly swamped. I can barely even talk to my own pastor. Melanie, I love you. This is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know how he can sing that song without bawling. I heard it the first note, and my eyes are swelling. Amen. Okay, let's slow this down. 
giving praise to Lord Jesus. Amen. You read my mind. Two hour rise up. <laughs> Touches your heart. It does. It does. Feeling the Holy Spirit. Another $50 donation. Folks, I know that I haven't said thank you to every single person. But you are truly loved. And God knows of your giving. And I want to thank you because when we give this money away at 11 o'clock today, it's going to feel so great. It touches you so much. It brings you closer to God. Worship is offering our worship to Jesus. It's light and uplifting, not negative and dark. Music touches your soul. Peacefulness when I hear worship music. Amen. The emotion behind the songs. Music touches the soul. I cannot adapt to worship music. Oh, well, that's terrible. Worship music is so incredible. I hope that I hope you can adapt. I hope you can someday. A taste of praise will do. We will do in heaven. Oh, 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 that's it right there. That's it. Katie 63 says it's a taste of the praise that we will see in heaven, that we will experience in heaven. You are 100 percent right. Jeremy, do you answer messages on Instagram? I do from time to time. I answer more messages on Instagram than anything else because it's really the only social media platform that I actually haven't used. So, yes, I do more than any place else. That's a good point, though, Katie. It's just a glimpse of the worship that we'll be doing in heaven. The worship that Lucifer did not want to do anymore felt like he was a slave to it. Do you feel like a slave when you're listening to worship music? I don't. Do you feel like a slave when you're singing praises to God? I don't. I feel more freedom. By the way, you can get these on JeremyHarrell.com. <clears throat> Quick, shameless plug. I f- experience more freedom when I am singing worship music than I feel in any other time in my life with anything. More joy than I feel in anything. More freedom. Oh, it's so amazing. So amazing. Got another video to show you. And of course, you know, we're going to... Uh, you know we're going to uh, watch some beautiful, amazing uh, Ray Comfort today as well. Now, you guys know they call me the hip-hop patriot. Now, I know there's not, not a lot of rap fans in the chat. But is there anything more humble than a rapper leaving the rap industry to use his skills to rap about God? I still love hip-hop and I still love rap. It's one of my favorite things because it is spoken word if you do it right. And it's so amazing and so strong. To me, stronger than any other genre outside of worship music. If you do it correctly. Here's one of my favorite rappers named That's Dax. D-A-X. Listen to what he says. Now, the words are on the screen. I don't know if you're going to be able to see them or not. But listen to what he says. Listen close, cause I'ma say it slow. The devil's watching every move you make in every single place you go. I used to think that I was all alone until I felt him breathing down my neck while I was sleeping right inside my home. I tried to wake up, but the devil had me in the hole. I tried to move, he paralyzed my skeleton and all my bones. And that's when I called God, and then I shouted out, Amen. And I could put that on the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Ghost. I, that I will not fold, that I will never crack, never sell my soul. Six two, standing on my faith, I feel ninefold. Walking on this path, I could do it with the blindfold. Faith like a console, hell no, stay down, ten toes, hands up, face closed, they know to stand strong as the rain pulls the weight to the gates, close and pray as the pain goes. So listen close, cause I'ma say it slow. The devil's watching every move you make in every single place. (laughs) 
when a rapper uses his skills to rap about the salvation of Jesus? Look, I know you don't like rap. I know a lot of people don't. But is that not incredible? It is to me. It is to me. And that's how we reach the youngsters. That's how we reach them. And there's more out there than you'll ever know. I listen to a lot of them. I listen to a lot of them. But that's what I love about this new Jesus revival that's going on, folks. Is that it doesn't matter whether it comes in hip-hop, rap, country, worship, whether it comes with somebody standing on the street, whether it comes to a God cast like this. God is working in so many ways, isn't he? God is working in so many ways to get his message out there. I don't know how you can say so much without needing a breath on that music. Well, I'll tell you what, as somebody who has rapped for a very long time, it is an art form. You actually have to teach yourself how to use your diaphragm and your, and your belly and breathe more. It's, it's an art form. I actually have to spend more time putting a song together where my breaths are going to be than I actually do putting the words together. God is doing amazing things. God is on the move, on the move. Hallelujah. One more video to show you before we get to Ray Comfort's new video. And this is a Muslim who left Islam, came to Christianity because of a dream. Because of a dream. And I said, Allah, I don't believe in anymore. This is what, this was my actions. Allah, I don't believe in anymore, but Jesus, if you are the way, the truth, and the life, like my friend said, if you are my Lord, God, and Savior, show me right now in a dream. This is where I said, show me, otherwise forget it. And I went to bed immediately. I slept immediately. It was dark, my room. I was in the spirit in a Muslim country. Muslim people chased me with weapons. They beat me and I got paralyzed and I felt the paralysis in my physical body. I was worrying. Then everybody's trampling over me. I was asking for help. No one was helping me. Okay. Then I looked up, there was a light and the light shone on me and I got healed. Then when I looked carefully, this is what I saw. I saw long brazier hair, light shining from his face. I saw a long white garment, absolutely like a giant, maybe 100 feet or something. And this is the words that he spoke. He said, your family will forsake you, but I never will. I am Jesus Christ, your father. You are my son. I shed my blood for everyone. Everybody knows about me, but they don't know who I am. Believe in me and I'll be with you forever. That's how much I love you, Jahir. Okay. I woke up and there was a supernatural peace in my mind and body. And 15 to 20 years, I wore glasses and my eyesights were ridiculously bad. It would strain my eyes. In that, and I said, Allah, I don't believe in anymore. This is what, this was my actions. Allah, I don't believe in. I have never in my adult life, especially since I've been involved in politics, I have never seen more Muslims leaving Islam and coming to Christianity than I have in the last two and a half, three years. Not only that, The Muslim community is now coming out in America and making very, very loud and bold statements that they are voting for Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump is going to garner the Muslim vote in America because of what these schools are doing to our kids. Look at the people lining up. Look at the people lining up shoulder to shoulder, Islam and Christians, shoulder to shoulder. Look what's going on in Minnesota. Look at the line. We saw Islam, Christian, Islam, Muslim, Christian, Muslim, Christian, shoulder to shoulder, one after the other. Muslim, Christian, Muslim, Christian, standing shoulder to shoulder saying, leave our children alone. The children. The children. God's most blessed gift. And we are uniting under one God with Islam. Not even the Jews are uniting with Christianity. As a matter of fact, and I'm not saying anything about becoming a Muslim, so I don't want to hear that crap, because I know somebody will say that. But not even the Jews are aligning with Christians. As a matter of fact, in Jerusalem right now, the Jews are literally shaming Christians who come and visit their left and right. Shaming them. We're back at that time again. And God is working so incredibly hard that he's putting Muslims and Christians together to unite to save the kids. And what's going to come out of that? Glory. My Rock and Salvation says they did not hear about this. We showed a couple videos of it last week. Great and powerful things are happening. Muslims are destroying France as we speak. I saw that too. I saw that too. And CQ says your shirt says it best. Freedom. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is Ray Comfort time and Living Waters, my favorite, favorite time of the week when it comes to uh, Rise Up. It's, it's sharing the gospel with Ray Comfort. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Living Waters, new video from Ray Comfort. This will end out the show. Enjoy. This is Yuval Noah Harari. He's Jewish, referred to as a public intellectual, historian, and professor of the Department of History at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. He's the author of the blockbuster book Sapiens, which has sold over 45 million copies. He says the book explains what it means to be human. You're going to hear him talk about human beings being like gods, which was Satan's first lie to Eve, about his homosexuality, his strong belief in evolution, about Jesus and his teachings, and even about the resurrection of Christ. Though he's an atheist, he will quote the Bible, continually refer to scripture, talk of God as the petty lawgiver, and speak with excitement about the possibility of artificial intelligence replacing the Bible with a new and better version. You'll hear him say that we have the power to create new life forms, which is just not true. The most intelligent scientist on the face of the earth can't create a grain of sand from nothing, let alone any form of life. God alone creates life, man destroys it. Tell us what you see and why it's difficult perhaps to preview the future at this time. Well, we are now almost like gods in terms of our powers of creation and destruction. We now have the power to create new life forms, but also to destroy much of life on Earth, including ourselves. Instead of uniting 
in order to face these common challenges to our species, we are dividing, we are fighting each other uh, more and more. The evolution of life on Earth took something like four billion years, four billion years to reach these plants and to reach us, human beings. So ChatGPT and all these wonders, they are the amoebas of the AI world. What would T-Rex look like? It's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The, the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. Throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct, that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. Satan. And you have this discussion for, you know, for, for thousands of years about what humans really are. Are they immaterial soul or an immaterial mind? Or are they embodied beings, embodied entities? This was a major philosophical topic that you see, say, in ancient Christianity, this discussion that Jesus and the first Christians, influenced by Jewish traditions, don't be deceived by this man, that is not true. They were not influenced by Jewish traditions. They were influenced by the scriptures. Jesus flouted their empty tradition. He called the religious leaders hypocrites, saying that they strained at the gnat and swallowed the camel. He said that by their tradition, they nullified the word of God. They believed very firmly that humans are bodies, which is why Christ rises in the body. He's resurrected in the body. And when Christ initially talks about the kingdom of heaven, he means the kingdom of heaven on earth. He tells his followers that there'll be this perfect kingdom here on earth, you know, with trees and stones and people. This is what he's telling his mostly secular audience, that what Jesus taught had nothing to do with God or of heaven. The kingdom of God is about trees and stones and people. In other words, don't be concerned about heaven, Let's be concerned about this earth. That's how to get the admiration and the attention of a world that's worried about the future. And now listen as he says that any talk about sin and heaven didn't come from Jesus, but it came because of a form of Christianity that drifted away from his original teachings. Thank God we've got the scriptures to refute his lies. Over time, under the influence especially of Platonic philosophy, Christianity drifted away from this view of humans as embodied and placed greater and greater emphasis on the immaterial soul or mind. It imagined that the body is dirty, the body is animalistic, the body, there is something wrong with it. And uh, when you die, you are not coming back in the body, your soul is liberated from the material body 
and it goes not to a kingdom on, on earth, but to heaven, which is a completely immaterial realm. If you could change one thing in the world by magic today, what would it be? I would change human understanding of, of themselves to place more emphasis on our shared biological reality and less on all the kind of fictional stories that we create with our minds. If we could just let go of these stories for a little while and again go back to the level of the body, we would realize that we are all the same. We all of us share the same biology, irrespective of our ideology and religion and whatever. And if we remember that, yeah. and let go a little of our ideological and religious fantasies, that that's the basis to, to create a better world for everybody. And there's the answer for the human dilemma. Get rid of the Bible and its teachings, and you solve the problem. So the Christian fantasy became to completely disconnect from the body. And this remained a fantasy for thousands of years. He can't get away from his hatred of the Bible, and there's good reason for this. As you mentioned, I met my husband online um, more than 20 years ago, growing up in a small town in Israel, uh, which was very homophobic society at the time. Mm. Just meeting other people, uh, just meeting guys for dating was very difficult. <laughs> What's the most important learning of your life? Meditation, to, to observe myself. But again, to observe how my mind constantly creates fictional stories and be able to let go of them for a little while and just be in touch with the reality as it is. The operating system of every human culture in history has always been language. In the beginning was the word. We use language to create mythology and laws, to create gods and money, to create art and science, to create friendships and nations. Gods are also not a biological or physical reality. Gods, too, is something that we humans have created with language by telling legends and writing scriptures. What would it mean for human beings to live in a world where perhaps most of the stories, melodies, images, laws, policies, and tools are shaped by a non-human, alien intelligence, already today, in games like chess, no human can hope to beat a computer. What if the same thing happens in art, in politics, economics, and even in religion? In future, we might see the first cults and religions in history whose revered texts were written by a non human intelligence. And of course, religions throughout history claimed that their holy books were written by a non-human intelligence. This was never true before. This could become true very, very quickly with far-reaching consequences. The far-reaching consequences would be a new Bible written by artificial intelligence. Excuse me, I want to pause it right there. I want to just talk about this real quick. Um, it's all part of the plan. 
It's all part of the NWO. They've already got the Abrahamic house and the United Arab Emirates. That's the one world religion uh, headquarters. Okay. And I truly believe that AI. So we know that when the, when uh, the, when basically Satan comes uh, and, and rises as the one world leader, it is foretold that it's everybody will love him and nobody will disagree. The, the world will be, the, the people of the earth will just be like, oh, and of course us Christians won't, but the people of the earth will just be like, oh, and oh. Well, how can you hate AI? I mean, we all know that there's no other God but, but Christ. So I'm not talking about Christians. I'm talking about the world. How can they hate AI? They can't. It's an inanimate object. So what if they create a man using AI that only talks to people, not physically, but talks to people through computer screens, making it look like a real person. And this person is sitting there telling you how they're going to advance the world. They're going to technolo- They're going to just advance the world in technology and in, in religion and bring the world together under an AI written book. So you've got the Abrahamic house. You've got AI that wants to rewrite the Bible. Who's to say that the one man that everybody is going to follow and love. And if you don't, you're going to get the mark. Uh, you know, you're going to get the mark and, and you're not going to be able to sell or trade or walk or live or all that. Who's to say that it's not AI generated with deep fake today. How do we know that Joe Biden is even a real man? Let's continue. It will remove the exclusivity of Christ, the offense of salvation by grace alone, any reference to sin, righteousness, and judgment, and of course, especially any condemnation of homosexuality. It would change the revealed nature of God into an idol that has no sense of justice, no moral dictate, and therefore will not punish sinful behavior. I asked AI the following question. If you were going to rewrite the Bible to suit all religions, what would you remove? This is what it said. Remove exclusivist language. Emphasize universal values. Incorporate teachings from other religious texts. Avoid specific doctrinal statements. Acknowledge multiple paths. There goes the whole Bible. The new AI tools would have an immense influence on human opinions and on our worldview. People, for instance, may come to use, are already coming to use, uh, a single AI advisor as a one-stop oracle. And as the source for all the information they need. No wonder that Google is terrified, and for a good reason. Why bother searching yourself when you can just ask the oracle? tell you anything you want. You don't need to search. There you go. So for thousands of years, we humans basically lived inside the dreams and fantasies of other humans. We have worshipped gods. We pursued ideals. So ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that the Antichrist could be somewhat AI generated, let me know. It's an interesting conversation, but it does make sense with how the devil has used AI and internet and this global technological advancement of being able to talk to each other from mile from you know worlds you know nations apart in seconds these people are trying to do what lucifer did in the beginning become gods create gods create life 
create, destroy, be the masters of their own universe. I believe AI could 100% be part of the Antichrist to come. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I didn't have the chance to play the rest of that. There's another six minutes of that. If you want to watch it, please go to the Living Waters YouTube channel. And it's the latest one called Warning. Famous guy, a famous gay Jewish leader wants to rewrite the Bible using AI. That's the title of the show. Gotta love Ray Comfort. Anyway, guys, I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in with a little I am who you say I am. Beautiful worship music. I love each and every one of you. I want to thank you all for being here this morning. Uh, Rise Up is just getting started. And coming up next on LFA TV is Sean Farish, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Farish and Ungoverned. Please make sure you check it out. And I'll see you at 11 o'clock, and we're going to give away some money. Hopefully reach 50000 and help people out. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Enjoy the music. Peace out. Jesus.